Hello and welcome to episode 72 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Roxburgh. I'm Jake. And I'm Kevin. Now, Jake, we want to pause yeah. right here because I okay. saw you tweeting in the week and something about your wife wanting to name your next child Kylo, as in oh, Kylo yeah, Ren from yeah, Star yeah. Wars. What was that all about? Um, I don't know. We were sitting on the couch, of, like with with Charlie, our new newborn baby, and we were talking about like the next kid and what we'd name it because like we want one of each. So we really hope the next one's a boy. Mm. And Sarah's like, you know what name? Like I really just really like, and it's really weird. I'm like, what? And she's like, Kylo, like Kylo Ren <laughs> from the new Star Wars. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Would you worry that like one day he'd he'd grow up and grow long hair kill and me. step and kill you? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said to her. I'm like, I love it that you, you want to name our kid after a Star Wars character, but I would also be very scared that he would stab me with a lightsaber. Um, so I don't know, the yeah. double-edged sword kind of thing, you know. So we'll cool. we'll discuss uh, it more. I appreciate the thought. Like, it's cool to name it after a Star Wars character. Like, right on. But Kylo, not sure that's the right one. Yeah, I reckon going like Chewbacca or something. Chewbacca. Yeah, Yeah, you could name it Chewie for short. That'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. I won't get weird looks and disgust nods and things like that when I (laughs) be like, Chewie, come here, come on. (laughs) I'd I'd normally do a Chewie Chewbacca impersonation right here, but unfortunately I don't have that ability. Uh, It would be great, though, if I was like, Chewbacca, don't do that. And And the kid's like, oh. <laughs> His first word will be oh. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, PlayStation VR is mere weeks away, uh, so I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. Um, mm. There's a lot of things we're excited to play on VR, um, but to throw it up to you guys, like what what would be a lousy experience to have on VR? I know you know some people are a bit apprehensive about all these experiences. What sort of experience do we really not want to see? Oh, that's a good um, question. I've been thinking about this one, and I've actually got a perfect worst VR simulator. Oh, yeah. That's that's hospital simulator. So <laughs> oh, you're, you're sitting in the waiting room for three hours. You go see the doctor. The doctor's like gives you nothing. You go to the MRI, MRI machine. You sit in the MRI machine for another three hours, and then you get a trophy for it. You know, well done. That's it. <laughs> You've There's like a scan. paywall at the end. You have to pay for your fees. It just bricks your console. <laughs> you don't have any healthcare. You pay ten thousand dollars. Ah, that's rough. Jake, have you got like a particular experience you really don't yeah. want to see on VR? Yeah, I was like thinking like not not like similar, but like that kind of like lifestyle thing. I think just like a generic like you know, at home kind of VR experience, like something like The Sims without the ability to like build a house and stuff. It's literally just everything else would be like super boring. Like imagine a Sims game where it would be like, okay, cool. Like, let's just go eat food and then wait for it to eat food. Okay, well, let's go to work. But you don't actually go to work. You just kind of wait there, like sit there and wait for them to come back home and, and whatnot. Like, I think if they do any kind of lifestyle game on VR, it would definitely be... The most boring thing ever, because it's like, well, why aren't we just playing real life anyway? So yeah, yeah, that that made me think it'd be a horrible game if you like through the power of virtual reality played as a like a a, a puppy home alone waiting for its family to come uh, home. Can you <laughs> just sat be... on the doormat all day? That'd be rough. Or another another really bad. Did you just say it would be rough? 
Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional pun! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I couldn't let that go. Um, yeah, you know what another really bad thing would be, which I can see them actually doing, is like board games on VR. So, like, oh. play Monopoly on VR. It's oh, like, that, well, that's not too bad. But why wouldn't you just play a board game? One <laughs> of your friends are, like, living overseas. You yeah. Know? But it's you still really want to play a board game. <laughs> nah, you can do it on other things. Like, I don't think a board game needs to be in VR. Plus, yeah. Monopoly's, like, super boring anyway, so... It'd be cool if you could do, like, poker inside, you know, some sort of luxurious oh. hotel, Ooh, though, yeah. and, or casino, wherever you play poker, and you're dressed as James Bond or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. I could be down for something like that. that I sort of cool. took this question in a bit of a different direction, I guess, because I was thinking, like... A kind of a worst and most boring experience are kind of two different terms, I guess. The worst experience I can think of would be something horror related. Like, I really don't know if I can get behind horror and VR at all. Nah. But I remember there was this <laughs> yeah. mobile game like a while ago. There was like an augmented reality thing where you'd like walk around and it would like project ghosts on your screen like, uh, using yeah. your camera. Yeah. And that, like, if you can have some sort of technology like we're going a bit beyond virtual reality here but it takes like a scan of your house and then replicates your house in a virtual realm then you start wandering through with your vr headset that's dangerous man you don't want to you don't want to put the real world inside a game then how do you know when you're not in the game anymore yeah you know what i mean like inception all over again yeah hell no like you become one of those old people just chained up in a basement living the dream what? That's what happens <laughs> in Inception, right? They all uh, like, yeah. in a basement. Oh, no, 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 that's what happened. Yeah. When are they I'm locked up in a basement? Well, they're not locked there. No, they're, 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 they're chained will. to the um, Tom Berenger and uh, Cillian Murphy are chained to the pipe, remember? Is it no. Tom Berenger? I don't know. Is, I don't know a... their names. Oh, it's okay. Not <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah. The Inception okay. people. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, Resident Evil 7 looks really good. Like... I could be really down for that, but I uh, I don't yeah. know if I can play it in VR. It's just gonna be way too scary. Yeah, I played yeah. a I played a couple of horror VR games um, at E3 um, until dawn. There's a the Russia Blood. Oh yeah, was, that was really fun. That was that was more of like an action horror arcade because mm. um, you're like on a roller coaster. You got your two move controllers and you like it's like an on rail shooter with yeah. with horror element. That was really fun. I and mean, that doesn't this, sound too bad. But yeah, like that, when you're that, wandering around a house and it kind of reminds you of PT, like I don't like look sure, at that at all. Yeah, or like something like Outlast, where you're like running away from the enemy, you have uh, to physically turn your head and see them chasing you. I would, I think I would freak out too much on that. Nah, but like, I like I Alien Isolation, I think would be good in VR though. Yeah, oh, I, that'd be fun because I just love be, Alien be, so much. Yeah, it would be so much fun, but also like terrifying. <laughs> I think they're yeah. doing that. I think they are making a VR Ooh. version or like a certain demo of it with possibly expanding the whole game into VR, which would be pretty cool. That'd what about great. sports do you reckon, Jake? Do you reckon sports would work in VR? Uh, no, I don't think it would be as good because I mean, I think the thing with sports is like you want that realistic factor of like feeling like you're holding the ball or kicking a ball or whatever you're doing. Like, I don't think it would give you that aspect. Sure. You'd be able to like look around the field and everything, but I think it then it would just, it wouldn't be as realistic. I think it would still be like this separate thing. I think if they do anything with VR, it's always going to be like this futuristic, uh, sporting stuff like rigs and whatnot. 
I mm. think that, that's probably going to be the best thing that works. Yeah. I was thinking maybe cricket might work, but then maybe Ew. that would be the most boring that VR would be experience boring. <laughs> to some people. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just out on the field waiting to catch the ball for like eight hours. Yeah. Well, we're a big fan of Rocket League, Kevin. Do you reckon VR could like be implemented to Rocket League somehow? Oh, uh, definitely, I reckon. Um, that, that would I don't know. It's just, it, it seems like seems like a no-brainer because Rocket League's so popular. Um, mm. It wouldn't surprise Maybe you could, me. Maybe like sit it. inside the car and you just like, oh, drive geez. it around. Oh. Then all of a sudden, this enormous oh, it's soccer already ball hard like, enough to see where the ball is. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I, I actually imagine it would work a lot, a lot like rigs, where you're basically you're in the cockpit, you know, and then. You still use a controller to drive and boost and stuff, but you can physically turn your head and stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I can imagine that, like, imagine you're playing FIFA, right, in, in VR, and you're, like, controlling a player running down the pitch with the ball or whatever, and, you know, and you hit L1 and you switch to a different player, your consciousness oh, just being, like, transferred oh <laughs> to oh. another human being. Like, I'm getting dizzy just thinking about <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> That, I mean, if the VR headset or experience itself doesn't give make you nauseous, like that, that might just that might just do it for you, huh? This week we've got um, another game coming out that people are hyped about. So we have got VR just around the corner. But Gears of War is hitting us this Friday, uh, and it's the first time that uh, a Gears game is being developed by someone other than Epic. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, like in a similar sort of position as this, like what existing franchise would you give to a different developer and which developer would you give it to? So obviously someone other than Epic, now the coalition of in Gears of War, um, 343 were given Halo, for instance. What developer would you like to take on an already existing franchise? Kevin, do you have an answer for this one? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, just, I just wanted to point out that these... Uh, new developers they were created solely for the purpose of continuing the franchise mm. um yeah like 343 work was continued was created just because they wanted to continue the halo franchise and they wanted a dedicated developer and say i'm gonna guess the same with the coalition judging you know by the name um yeah. i would go on a bit of a like a different route and i would actually give gears of war to like a totally wacky developer like platinum games um, I don't know if you guys ever played Vanquish. It's mm. this insane third-person shoot cover system shooter that's like the complete opposite of every single cover-based shooter that's ever been created. And I would love to see Platinum Games do something like absolutely crazy with Gears of War. And um, you know, well, I, I give everything to Gears of uh, to Platinum Games. I, I give Star Wars to Platinum Games. Give FIFA to Platinum <laughs> Games. I don't know. I love them give so Give everything. Much. <laughs> And uh, and yourself, Jake, have you got like some sort of crazy sort of pairing you'd like to see become a reality? Yeah, yeah. I thought about this one, and I reckon I would give Destiny to Square Enix, um, only because one, I think they'd be able to do a solid story on mm. it. Um, I think they'd be able to do like a really good like last civilization on Earth kind of deal, um, and really meld that like good versus evil kind of aspect into whatever that. I can't remember the name. What's the orb thing in the sky? Not in know. Destiny. I don't yeah. know. Nobody plays Destiny. The, oh, no, the Traveler. The Traveler. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I reckon they'd have some mad, like, backstory into that. Um, 
But the why, well, like one of the major reasons why I thought it would be epic is because, like, I reckon the armor and the powers that they'd be able to give to the uh, players in Destiny would be like totally, totally cool. Do you guys remember like the Star Wars figurines based on like the Square Enix uh, uh, armor and uh, I guess characteristics and everything? No, I do not. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I I'm to... like pretty up with my Star Wars figures as well. Like, how do I? I'm gonna have this? to. Sh- hold up. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna send you guys a link so you guys can see. Ah, awesome. And everyone listening, if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So I can drop the link in the the episode description. Maybe. You can. Okay, here Absolutely. we go. Uh, this is just. Uh, well, that no, that's not a link. Hold up. I gotta get a proper link. I gotta get a proper link. <laughs> Working on well, the fly. While Jake's doing that, I'll uh, I'll talk about what I'd like to see. I reckon uh, I'd like to see Naughty Dog and Rockstar uh, just like just switch properties. So I'd like oh. to see I'd like to see Rockstar develop like an Uncharted style game that's like this open world exploration game, maybe kind of like Tomb Raider style, but just really open world. Um, maybe it could be like in an abandoned city, so it's still urban, but it's kind of desolate that'd be really cool um and then i'd really like to see what like naughty dog do with like a gta or a red dead redemption or something i reckon they could do a really kind of cool unique story with that because um, obviously there are story masterminds but we've got a link from we've got a link from jake let's check this out check so it this out for? is this just some so sort of like, so this is like oh, some uh, figurines um i don't know if it <laughs> like it was done by someone on variant Variant art? Is that the thing? I don't know. But, um, yeah, they did it in, like, a Square Enix, like, reimagined style of Boba Fett, a Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader. And I reckon if they bring those elements to, like, Destiny, holy crap, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm right with you here. A Destiny Star Wars, that'd be I, I love the Stormtrooper design on this. I yeah, love how, how good is it? So, for those of you listening, obviously, you're maybe trying to pull this up on your phone, but the... Darth Vader's like lightsaber has sort of a flame trail to it, and his capes like all cut into triangles at the end. That's wicked. He looks really cool. Oh damn! I'm excited for Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) See, I think those three aspects too, like, give a good uh, representation of like the different characters you can play in as uh, in Destiny as well. So like the the magic dudes, the yeah. soldiers, and then like the hunter and whatnot. Like it's just it just falls into place. It does. It works so perfectly. Yeah, you could have like a, like a bounty hunter class and like a Jedi slash Sith class, and then yeah, like a, an infantryman sort of class as well, like stormtroopers and rebel soldiers and stuff. Oh, Jake, I am so down with this idea. Solid. I was gonna say like my like my dream game would be a Star Wars game developed by the people that made Uncharted, but that's actually happening. Amy Hedig is making a Star Wars game, yeah. and it makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm keen. I'm so Whoa. keen for that. But yeah, like um, a Bungie developed Star Wars game. Holy no, crap. a Square a Square Enix. It's gotta be Square. No, nah, but I reckon if you got Bungie in the mix. And you had them developing yeah. this kind of Destiny-like Star Wars game. They can have a Square Enix art style, but nah, I don't know what. They need that that storyline. Like Bungie, just sorry to any Bungie fans, but I mean, like, 
I'm not fast on their stories. Like they just what, don't Halo pull me stories in Halo stories didn't do it for you. Uh, like it was all right. See, but Jake, I, wasn't, I knew like, you were going to come in. in and you cause a fuss. <laughs> I call it. I call. Call it ruckus. Yeah, for you guys that weren't in our chat before, Ewan was like, Jake's going to come in and just you know muck up the podcast and cause a massive fuss. And I was like, Where is this coming from, mate? We were debating but, about the format, and I said it did wouldn't really matter anyhow because Jake was just going to. Take it down to his own tangent And look what you've done You've got me arguing I take it <laughs> you've, you've got me defending Halo storyline Something no one should ever have to do Okay, what what was it about this Halo storyline That was like so fantastic? It's like a sci-fi epic, man the, this, the first game in particular is just awesome What's this Halo thing? This is weird Oh, it's uh, it's like some sort of portal No, it's not It's, it's like some sort of d- galaxy-destroying weapon kind of shooting it's like it's a death star it shoots lasers out of it no it doesn't do that at all it's a prison that houses this plague of infected like zombie aliens that we've now accidentally let all over this thing oh my gosh we're gonna have to destroy it wait that wasn't the only one and the covenant think it's a religious thing and now they're gonna come and activate them all and just ruin everyone's day and you got the awesome (laughs) warthog chase scene at the end with the awesome score and we should have a segment where you just like summarize like stories <laughs> of like games yeah i'm in chance, in chance yeah. <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't get into halo i bought an xbox i'm not purely i'm not yeah look i'm not saying i didn't get into halo like i got an xbox 2 to play halo and whatnot like i like the game i'm just saying out of all the stories out there like it's good but it's not like great Wait, 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 wait. What about what? What is it about Square Enix that makes you think that they could do a story well? Yeah, the last time I heard they were making a game, it was about a traveling boy band with a car you could barely control (laughs) in a game that would never be released. (laughs) I just think I think they do a really good job of like uh bringing like that like emotional attachment to characters and and their storylines like. I think they have a really good job in terms of like, what's what's the best way of doing it? Let's saying this, it's like personifying their characters. So you're like, oh my god, like that's not like that's me, but like you can just really connect to them really well. Can Whereas you- like, what? Kingdom Hearts has really had an effect on you, hasn't it, Jake? <laughs> <laughs> That's where yes. this is all coming from. No, no, no. Like, I just feel like each, like games that I've played from them or things that I've seen from them, I just feel like they've got an interesting backstory to their all their games. That's all. Where like, like I said before, Halo is good, okay, and it has a good story. But I think, like, in terms of, and this is coming from in terms of what we saw in Destiny. Like, I just think. Out of the two developers, I think Square Enix would do a better job if well, they brought another storyline to Destiny. I reckon it could be a return to form for Bungie, and I would say, go for it, guys. Make a Star Wars Destiny-like game. I could be down for that, but you know, have a good story. But tell us what you think over on Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter with the hashtag at 
no, how do hashtags work? Hashtag the Startcast. <laughs> I'm so hip and cool, guys. Uh, hashtag the Startcast, and let us know. Would you prefer to see a Square Enix Star Wars game or a Bungie Star Wars game? And you can settle this argument between Jake and I once and for all. Uh, before we play a round of what the wiki guys, because I'm totally prepped for one today, um, yeah, yeah, I want yeah, to know yeah. what games are you most excited for this month? October is here, <laughs> is upon us. Kevin, what are you eager to play this month? Ooh, it's a pretty loaded month. I'm probably going to give my vote to Gears of War uh, and maybe some Titanfall 2. I feel like a lot of people are skipping Titanfall for Battlefield this month. Um, mm. And it, I, I really don't know why they're going to release both so closely because they're both owned by EA, aren't they? Yeah, and they're both they're published. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're cutting into their own fan bases. Um, but from what I... Oh wait, I didn't even play a debater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, From what I, I played in my that. imagination, <laughs> I, I, I installed it. I installed it, but I never got around to play it. Um, but I, I, I did play that E three, and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, but um, yeah, I'm excited to tackle that single player though. Mm, for sure. What about yourself, Jake? Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm super keen for Battlefield 1 as well. Like, I don't know, that game just looks epic. I'm keen to, like, jump on with you boys and, like, just have a great time on it. Um, but I'm really, really excited to get into Rise of the Tomb Raider after waiting for it to come oh, to PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm hanging out for the 11th for that because that's definitely going to be one I am sinking hours into. Yeah, man, I, I think you're really going to enjoy that. Rise of the Tomb Raider was a hella good game. Um, yeah. I'm with you guys, though. Like, Battlefield 1 is easily the most the game i'm most excited for this month um the single player trailer that was kind of uh, not so much leaked but given to one youtuber to just sort of upload because that's so it's weird. a really nice gesture from ea like oh, props to them um that came off the twitchcon floor it was a behind the closed doors demo uh we saw about like 12 minutes of gameplay and it looks insane like i cannot wait for that game um it looks like they're really kind of doing justice to the sort of really kind of gritty, dark, intense uh, front lines of World War One. Um, so super stoked to play that. But uh, I've not played a Gears game um, before. Uh, I, I, I just played Halo exclusively on my Xbox, apparently. Um, so I reckon I might pick up like the Ultimate Collection. Maybe I want to dabble in like some of the first three games before picking up four. Um, but it'd be nice to have a co-op game I can maybe play with some friends or something. Just you know, just kind of like, just kind of power my way through that. Um, mm. So I've, I've got my eyes filled on that one too, but I'm a big Titanfall fan, so I really hope that that game shapes up, uh, and I'm definitely going to be picking that up, giving the single player a bit of a blast on that, as well as sink some more hours into multiplayer, of course. So. But yeah, we're a bit spoiled for games. It's getting to that time of year. All yeah, the yeah. cool games start coming out, guys. I don't have any money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I was in Target the other day. Kevin knows because oh, yeah. I bumped into I him. I saw you there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and all the new LEGO Dimension sets were out. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole again. And I really want that Supergirl figure, but I don't want to buy a whole starter pack again. Uh, but maybe I just need to buy someone the starter pack as a present. And then... Like just remove the Super Bowl <laughs> sticker and like sneak nice. it out of the box. Perhaps yeah, they'll never know. They'll never know exactly. Uh, well, how about we play a round of What the Wiki, guys? You ready for some points? Yes. All right. Wait, what's the score? How many ahead is Kevin? That requires me to pull out my app, and I'm nowhere near organized enough. Oh, to have done it. I and then Kevin, I, I think you got two, don't you? Fun game I'm winning. Game that's race. all I know. You're not winning. <laughs> winning. Nice try. Not with that attitude. <laughs> 
there it is. Okay, well, Jake, you got a point now. So you're like, I do. On oh. uh, I'm on the Kevin's board. on two points. Jake, you're oh, on one point. I am winning. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm no, coming well, for you, Shannon, Kevin. Shannon's winning this on four points, and Matt's on oh, three. Damn. So, oh. Kevin, if you score a point here, you can move up to second point, second place. Yeah. Uh, but, Jake, if you score another point, you'd be equal third with Kevin. Damn. Yeah. It's about to get real, folks. All right, game one. You ready? Yes. Awesome. That was perfectly synchronized in my ears. That's great. <laughs> uh, similar to the previous entries in the series, the game is a first-person shooter that emphasized teamwork. The game is set in the period of World War One, as inspired by historic events. Jake. Jake? I know. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. You're going to take such uh, a gamble now, it, aren't you? Is it, is it Battlefield 1? It is Battlefield 1. Oh, oh, you took God. the safe guess. You took the safe no, guess. No game is set in World War 1. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, God, it was Battlefield 1 in World, World War 1 or 2. I'm like, no, no, no. That's <laughs> true. Very one. few games are set in World War 1. Of the World Wars, most of them are 2, aren't they? Mm, uh, yeah. I, didn't I gave that one. I gave that one to you, Jake. Uh, <laughs> oh, whatever, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, it gets to this awesome point. These melee weapons are divided into two groups, blah, blah, blah. Armored trucks, biplane aircraft, battleships, and zeppelins, as well as ride horses. And... Oh, I'm so excited for this game. Oh, God, All so right. good. Game number two. The game was released to a fairly mixed critical reception. Critics praised the visuals, sound design, and the controls, but criticized the online playability, the inconsistent AI, and a lack of gameplay variety. As of July 2015, the game, however, had reached 2 million copies sold, becoming one of the best-selling PlayStation 4 video games. The game is a racing game in which players compete... Oh, Jake. Jake? Is it Drive Club? It is Drive Club! Oh, oh my god, Jake! Yes! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> <laughs> no idea! Oh. Salad! What is up? Well, 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 so is this just going to be a, a thing we come to expect from you now, Jake? You're like you're on a roll now. You've just like found a stride. It's going to be scoring a bunch of points. Do not expect high uh, things from me. This is all fluking it. <laughs> well, Jake, that means you're on two points now. So you're on equal yes. third with Kevin, Shannon, Matt in the lead with four and three, respectively. And that brings an end to what was episode 72 of the Startcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast service of your choice. Just search the Startcast. Follow Press Start on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and Instagram, and Snapchat at PressStartAU, as well as visiting the site, of course, at PressStart.com.au. You can also join the conversation by tweeting us at PressStartAU using the hashtag, hashtag the Startcast. I got it right that time. I've been your yes. host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on Twitter at UNT Roxburgh. Joining us today was Jake Barros. Yeah, hey, you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Jake Barros, B-A-R-R-O-S. I am, as of tonight, going to be putting up the uh, your most anticipated post. So if you want to get involved with that, head to our Facebook and our Twitter and put in your most anticipated uh, games for this month in the comments. We're going to hear what your most anticipated are. You heard ours, now we're going to hear what yours are. And gracing us with his presence was Kevin... Oh, thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GengisKhan92 without the H. Uh, I'm working on a very exciting new uh, like themed article piece about indie Ooh. games. Um, it's going to be a, like a bi-weekly segment, hopefully. Uh, so if you've got any sort of lower l- l- indie games or like below-the-radar games that you want to talk about or want us to talk about, just uh, shoot us a tweet. 
Sounds good. Nice. Looking forward to that one. I didn't realize you're working on that, Kev. That's oh, got me all I'm a very secretive person. <laughs> <laughs> Stealthy. Oh, well, I nearly missed you at Target the other day. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hiding in a shelf. You had to remove like something off the shelf to actually see his face. I was just like surfing through all the uh, Lego dimensions and he was just there behind the shelf. Like, I don't know what he was just peering at me. I what he was doing there. <laughs> Probably looking for that Supergirl and minifig. Um, anyhow, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time, happy gaming. Goodbye. See you later.